This is the 19096 Podcast. I am John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are coming to you live by coastal Rick, I'm coming to you live from the city of Napa. Where are you tonight? I am in an undisclosed location in the Philadelphia metropolitan area. Oh, Rick, I have one question for you tonight, and only one question for you. Yes. Are you ready for some football? I am ready for some football. I love the music. I love the added features that we're bringing into this uh, second season. Um, but it's Wednesday night. It's not Monday night. That's Friday oh, night theme well, song. Yeah, that's right. technicality. So that's no, all right. Okay. I'll let you, let we, you probably, we probably can't use it too much or else we'll get a, a cease and desist from someone. Yes. Yeah. They still use them? <laughs> no, I think they traded it in for uh, all your rowdy friends. Uh, Although I think they should bring that song back personally, but I I agree with you, one hundred percent. That song actually legitimately gives me chills. So (laughs) anyway, Rick, we're on the precipice of what some people are calling the next the next Super Bowl season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Can you believe that? Yes, John. Arguably. They are a contender. I mean, really, you can argue anything. So sure, yeah, it yeah. Doesn't mean anything. I could argue the uh, the world is flat. Yes, but you could. That you doesn't could. mean it's flat. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm hearing that more and more that the Eagles are a definite contender, at yeah. least on paper. Yeah. So they still have to play the game, John. Yes, yes. That's what they always say. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, let's take care of a one one course of business. Yes. Uh, the uh, preseason review, the Eagles preseason re- review in one word. Rick, what's your word? Done. <laughs> oh, oh, good one. All right. <laughs> Very to the to the point, concise and obvious. I like it. Yeah, well, I'm, I was only allowed one word. That, that's true. Yeah, but it uh, speaks volumes. Yes. I, will, I will say that. And you, John? Uh, worrisome. <laughs> Why is that? Worry, Rod. <laughs> Did you see kind of some of the product that made it on the field? But most of those guys didn't even make the team. I know, but I still get worried. Especially, and this is the bridge into kind of any time, and I think, you know, you've kind of heard this on some of the shows and all that kind of stuff. We're starting to hear, as much as everyone's kind of revving the hype train for the uh, for our Philadelphia Eagles, People are starting to, to uh, remember the time that a certain Vince Young, who, as we found out after some time, wasn't the most stable of personalities, uh, dubbed the what, 20, was it, 2012, 2011 Eagles the Dream Team. And the Dream Team. That was which, the curse of death. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep, yep. So, yeah. And I, I'll admit, I was, uh, you know, I was all excited. Jason Babin and... And Vince Young and and Asamoa and a couple other players I I don't care to remember anymore because that season was, as they say in the business, a shit show. Yes, yeah. that was. Yeah, I'm glad we are past that. Yep. I like to think of better times, John. Yes. But I am with you. Yes, that was the cursed uh, season, and it all comes down to they have to play the game. They have to go out there and execute. And I have. Uh, some some things that I have put together later oh. on, oh, which I do not want to spoil right now. No, yeah, no, yeah, this, execution. Yeah, no, it, it is certainly about execution. I, you know, it's it's the one exercise I didn't do in regards to the uh, quote unquote dream team is look back at um, what 
you know, after the 2010 season, what positions were really needed, you know, at the time for that team? and Or were we just signing hot shot, you know, uh, players, like, you know, just to kind of get big name talent on onto the team, right? Was there any kind of like signs to that? Or it's like, oh, he played well for a couple of years. Let's sign him. Oh, he played well for a couple of years. Let's sign him. And I, I, in retrospect, I feel like that's what happened that year, where this year feels like Howie seems to have really taken a look at what the Eagles needed and went after them. Well, you know, that one year that, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, Howie's sabbatical when Howie was sent to the broom closet, to the broom closet to make sure all the footballs were there every night or, you know, sent us football Siberia. Yep. Um, I don't know what you call it, but um, I think he's a different guy. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he kind of came out of there, uh, you know, with a new outlook on things and credit to, you know, give credit where credit's due. Lurie hung with him. You yeah, know, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't punt him. He's Lurie's boy. Yeah, oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. And I'm sure Lurie's probably, you know, after the whole Chip Kelly debacle, he's just kind of always a little bit on his hands and knees to uh, um, uh, to, to Howie and kind of, you know, understood that he well, did him wrong. Yeah, I mean, Howie has done some pretty good things here uh, yeah. as of late. Um, you know, I was hearing today that it's gotten to the point where some general managers around the league won't even take his call because they know they're going to get worked over. (laughs) They're going to get worked. Yeah. Which is, so I, yeah, that's like, that's where, uh, you're kind of entering into, um, who's the, the other like GM from another sport who was like that? Like, uh, I guess that to some degree that it's almost kind of like Bill Belichick, right? People just kind of, will never second guess him or just kind of assume that, you know, he's playing a game of 3D chess. And so there, there's kind of this element of fear in dealing with him um, that you just, you don't because you, you're going to get hoodwinked or you're going to get outsmarted or something. Right, right. I think it's safe to say that I've ruled out doing any kind of deal with Howie. I would never buy a car from him. I would never want to be on the other side of a business deal with Howie because, I, I would try just once, just to see what would happen, and I would keep it minimal to like, hey, I'll trade you, you know, your salt and vinegar potato chips for that hoagie. Yeah, sure, why not? Just to see what happens. Right, right. I'm good with either one. I'll take the chips or the uh, or the hoagie. I, you know, at the end of the day, I'll be fine. But I'm waiting to see kind of what brilliance I missed, you know, after uh, doing the swap. Yes. Side note: Chip Kelly. I did not know this. He's he was born on the same day as me. Really? Yeah. Same age? No. No. No, not quite. I thought about that. He's 11 years older than me. Uh, uh, you know what's interesting is uh, I saw, I was, of course, you know, I was jonesing for some football, so I turned on the Northwestern versus Wisconsin uh, game oh. um, this past weekend. And who was kicking off for Northwestern? David Akers' son. Oh, that's funny. Oh, David Akers' son, who transferred to Northwestern from UCLA. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. I guess that didn't work out. There. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That is funny. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd go heard play, that. Go play for Chip. Oh, 
Yeah. Dad, I think I want to transfer to Northwestern. Yeah, get me out of here. <laughs> I would rather go live in the cold in Chicago than be in sunny Los Angeles. Yeah, he's shoving shakes down my throat and asked me when I woke up, when I went to bed and when I went to sleep. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, I Chip that Kelly is still the head coach of UCLA, so um, still there. Still there. Still there. I, I wonder if he'll be there when they go into the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, right. He's gonna, the Big Fourteen. Or yeah, he's going to get his frequent flyer points. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's been on his uh, fourth season now. Yeah. So they're not. Yeah, he's. Let's see. How's he doing there? He's. I think he's uh, gotten a little bit better each year. Yeah, he's gone three nine four eight three four, eight and four. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they finished. Last year was his best year, finishing second in the. Pac-8 South Division um, and went to a, you know, a canceled holiday holiday bowl game. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I forget who the, they were scheduled to play, but they didn't pull out until like two or three hours before kickoff. And they kind of knew that they were going to pull out, but they just like played along with it so that they could go and there was some, I'll have to look it up there's some kind of story there where it was NC State is who they were going to play right, right um, there's some kind of I'll, I'll have to find that for next week but there was some kind of thing where, you know, Chip classic Chip, like, kind of screwed the other team mm. our Chip Kelly flashback of the week we'll, we'll make that a uh, periodic segment <laughs> exactly all right, since we took a look at the preseason, should we uh, dive into who are our Philadelphia Eagles uh, this year? What do they look like? Are we confident in who they are? Um, I figured, Rick, uh, what we do, we'd go through each uh, squad, so your wide receivers, DBs, running backs, defense line, and kind of go through and figure out or you know, kind of indicate what our confidence level is in each squad. So... Um, we'll kind of take our turns, but we'll start, Rick, you can go first, but we'll start with defensive backs, which, uh, has made some news recently, but you want to fire the first shot? Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, definitely upgraded talent. And I mean, it wasn't too long ago that, you know, receivers will just run completely free through our, uh, secondary. So, um, you know, with the addition of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and, you know, we've got, uh, Slay back there. We've got Bradbury. We've got um, you know we've got a bunch of uh, talented guys. You know the guy Marcus picked, Epps, Kayvon yes. Wallace. Um, so they uh, you know this guy they picked up from um, New Orleans is Nolans. Nolans, um, and that's another Howie you know, like shakedown there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll get into that later, but yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely a substantial upgrade. How they all mesh together and how that works, that's yet to be seen, you know, yep. seen. But uh, definitely an upgrade in talent. So um, I am more confident than what I was uh, at the end of last season and throughout most of the uh, um, offseason. What about you, John? Uh, Rick, I, you know, I'm... I'm I'm right there with you. I, I feel a lot more confident about, uh, uh, especially the you know, Bradbury. I, it's Bradbury to me is still kind of like the big get, right? I think having two 
is he a, is he a considered? Would you consider Bradbury a shutdown corner? I've heard people refer to the Eagles now having two shutdown corners. I think he's a shut corner. Maybe yeah. not a shutdown. Not corner, quite a like down. Yeah. There. Yeah. Which um, yeah, if you have two shutdown corners, shit. If you just have a shut down and a shut corner, you're I think you're doing all right. Uh, yeah, I think that you know that was the big thing last year. Was if you remember, you know. The teams would just go right after whoever lined up across from, you know, on the other side of the formation from uh, Slay, right? Yep. I mean, that's basically what they would do. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, kind of our big weakness. Now, they will probably do that again. Um, but, you know, I think we have some, some more talent on the other side. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... Uh... I think who was it? It was Steve Nelson last year who was opposite uh right uh Slay and I think he just you know it wasn't terrible but uh it it wasn't a good look when every uh quarterback's passing for eight hundred thousand yards each week. Well yeah, when they're passing for seventy nine percent completion percentage. Yeah. Um, I think it, like two was it you know, didn't David Carr like pitch like above ninety percent completion percentage? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. So. That's a sorry um, state of affairs. But, yeah, I mean, in all fairness to him, I mean, he got lined, you know, he got the best player each week because they would just, uh, you know, line up whoever's um, the best player on him as opposed to uh, yep. which we'll call it. So. And then uh, your, your backups, Kayvon Wallace, Zach McPherson, Reed Blankenship, Josh Job. Um Howie seems pretty excited about the landing of Josh Job and Reed Blankenship. So, yeah, I I, I saw in the uh, game this past weekend, Blankenship had like a textbook tackle where he absolutely depleted the other guy. Yeah, um, and I was like, okay, that guy knows how to t- tackle. And Job, you know, he's a you know what I've said, John. Yep, just, just draft champions. <laughs> pick, you know. Pick the next best player from Alabama, and you'll yep. be fine. Yeah. And, you know, that's basically uh, how he was. I saw a snippet that, you know, Slay was talking about him today. And um, he was just saying that, you know, he's come in and he's aligned himself with veterans, like, you know, how to do different things, how to take care of his body. Yep. You know, he's like, this guy's going to be really good and coming from Slay. You know, that says a lot. So. Yeah, one thing I looked at with uh, Mr. Blankenship, since I didn't know anything about the guy, I, I don't think I laid an eye on any of his. Uh, he went to Middle Tennessee State, which I didn't know up until about like four days ago. Uh, I didn't know what ta- what town that's in. I've been to Tennessee numerous times, but I've. I mean, I assume it's. Is it? Is Nashville in the middle of Tennessee, though? I believe so. No, I, I don't know. I think uh, anyway. Uh, the one thing I did realize is being in a conference USA, uh, those are teams that pass a lot. Yes. Uh, between Western Kentucky, Utah State, Marshall. I mean, all they do is throw, 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 throw the ball in that conference. And I kind of went into the numbers behind the numbers and, re- and discovered that last year, uh, between those schools I just named and Middle Tennessee State, they were all in the top 20 in the uh, college football in total pass attempts for the season. Um, so, so Reed got his reps last year and the year before that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Middle Tennessee State is in Murfreesboro, which 
is a suburb of Nashville. So oh, well, hey, okay. I think we're both. Halfway. We're both kind of right. Is it okay? So is it to the east, west, or north, south, or north or south of? Uh, I think they would call the south by southeast. Oh, interesting, fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, it's right outside the loop around. Yep. You know, 2.31. Uh, but, yeah, I think the general consensus, Rick, it sounds like we're in agreement that the defensive backfield is looking up. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, we've definitely improved. And yeah. to be cynical, because some of us has, have been accused of being cynical, uh, yep. uh, we couldn't get much worse. Who, we? me? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're improving there. That's a plus. All right, should we move on to uh, linebackers, unless you have anything else for yeah. our... Yeah, no, uh, linebackers. I, how about you go first, John? Linebackers, uh, I, once again, am feeling not as confident as the, uh, as the defensive backfield, but definitely more confident compared to the team that was fielded last year. I actually, uh, it's, you know, I don't know enough, of, I haven't seen enough of T.J. Edwards uh, Kaiser White and Hassan Reddick are two kind of proven guys, but T.J. Edwards, who you're, you know, your middle linebacker, which is typically, I'll say, kind of the quarterback of your defense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really seen enough of him to be like, yep, that's the guy. But however, the uh, the Eagles, as most know, did draft one of the best inside linebackers or middle linebackers into Kobe Dean last year. You know, from a from a, a from a championship team, so there's certainly a reason to be very optimistic about this squad. Um, when you look at last year's linebacking core, uh, they're all gone. <laughs> well, TJ, yeah, TJ Edwards has been here a couple. Of yeah, years. he's. I mean, uh, sorry, they're starting linebacking core. Right. So Singleton, Wilson, Avery, they're all gone. In fact, I think Avery just got cut the other day. Um, our, one of our, our father's uh, one of our father's uh, favorite players um, is Jannard Avery. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God, that guy was just a brutal watch. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I think Dad liked his long hair. My dad wants long hair, huh? Okay. All right. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, T.J. Edwards is good. You know, uh, for the run, right? Uh, yep. He's uh, not that great in pass coverage. Yep. Um, but. You know, Sean Bradley's, um, he's just going to play special teams. Hassan yep. Reddick's listed as linebacker, but... He's really a defensive end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, everyone else, because you're white, um, Kyron Johnson, he's a rookie, so he probably won't play much. Nicobe Dean, he'll play some, uh, but not, you know, a ton, I don't think. So, yeah, it should be interesting. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's just kind of like, um, you know, it's... You know, you see these uh, trends, right, over the years. It's just not a place where we've invested no. a lot of draft capital or, nope. um, you know, money yeah. in that position. Uh, I mean, I aside from the Kobe Dean, I can't remember anyone who sticks out, uh, a linebacker that the Eagles drafted. Just... Right. Uh, Nathan Gary, maybe? Did they draft him? I believe they did, but I think he was a DB and they converted him to linebacker. He's a linebacker component, yeah. you know, one of those. But, yeah, um, he got – I saw he got signed by the Niners. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think he got cut. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think you know for me, um, I would say you know kind of just the same, right? I'm not more confident. I'm not less confident. I'm just kind yep. of the same. Yep. Uh, okay, should we move on to, unless you got anything else on, on linebackers, which, you know, I, I've, I'm just excited to see N'Kobe Dean play. That's that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. People have gotten excited about Kyron Johnson, the kid out of K-State, K um, who, you know, had some good uh, training camp buzz because he had a couple plays that kind of made it onto the internet and Twitter that were, you know, demonstrated some speed, but... I think it'll be a long time before he really shows his face. But Dean, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Um, right. He was a fun watch at, at Georgia. So, yeah. Speaking of Georgia, should we move speaking on to the Georgia. defensive yes. line and the? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think this is one of the areas where we've upgraded. I mean, obviously, you know, number one pick Jordan Davis, a lot hinges on him. Yep. Um, and you know, he has the potential to, you know be really good. How How is he going to hold up in a 17-game season, um, you know, against, you know, stiff competition? Um, you know, is his, uh, uh, you know, uh, training going to be there? Is he going to yep. be in shape, you know, enough at that, at his size, at 6'6", 336, you know, he's got to, he's got to stay in shape, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, we uh, they brought back Derek Barnett, who hopefully he can get the flagrant foul bug. I, I'll assume he won't. He will find the most inopportune time to throw a defender to the ground or just kind of give an extra shove to a quarterback to really, you know, put them back into scoring position. Right, right. Or on the opponent back long, into, yeah. Yeah, on a third and long when, you know, they're not going to pick up the first down, but he throws a player to the ground at the tail end of the play, and it's... First or the much dreaded defensive holding uh, on a third and long, which is five yards, but an automatic first down, right? Which always kills me. But right. yeah, um, and you know, Brandon Graham's back, and he looks to be you know kind of re-energized. Right? Yeah, he looks good in what I've seen. So um, that's good. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, you know we're I think we're bet you know better uh, Fletcher Cox. Um, you know, I heard that he, you know, last year he w he felt that he was thinking too much as opposed to reacting with the hmm. new defense. So, you know, this year Gannon has told him just to just to play. You know, stop thinking. I, I think uh, you're striking on a point I wanted to make is everyone talks about you know the Jalen Hurts and in a new scheme each each year and blah 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 blah. I think same goes for the defense, right? I mean, they're, they're, you know, last year, Jonathan Gannon installed a defense that was brand new to all these guys, and I'm not letting them off the hook for letting you know all the quarterbacks last year look like Joe Montana, but certainly that would maybe explain some of the uh, early success opponents had against the Eagles. Um, yeah, I think it's you know it's it's a little bit of both, right? I, I don't think the first part of last year Gannon really knew what he had, right? Yep. True, yeah, it goes both ways, I guess. Um, yeah, it yeah. goes both ways. And, you know, the players are still trying to figure it out, right? And I yep. think we saw the back half of the year, you know, they started to, you know, they got better as the year went on. Yeah. Right? Um, so uh, hopefully that will, you know, continue. You know, it's another year under the belt, you know. Um, the linebackers and the D-line are, you know, they've added some. Um, mm -hmm. But, 
I think there's some core pieces in there that will um, will benefit from it being the second year. Right. Yeah, it's definitely one of those units where you didn't think they would get better, but somehow, some way, you know, Howie found a way to to get them better between the drafting of Jordan Davis and then obviously Brandon Graham coming back. So, um, yeah, I think the, the, the defense looks pretty good on paper, but like you said, that's, you know, you got to, uh, that's why they play the games. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the last, uh, unit on the defense. So, you know, I think we, we should be improved. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll see. And that's kind of where I am with the team, you know, cautiously optimistic. Don't want to be, you know, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win it 45 to nothing. Um, but, yeah, a lot of things on paper are pointing towards uh, our defense to be uh, much better than what it was last year. Yep, yep. So. All right, let's flip, line, John. What yeah, do you think? move on to the O-line. Uh, again, uh, a unit that um, I didn't think could be – could get better, but got better, you know, and uh, I think Howie did this again with, uh, with help from uh, Mr. Kelsey by scouting out Kelsey's eventual replacement and signing Cam Jurgens uh, out of Nebraska, who yep. just looks, he looks like you're, you know, if you were to send someone to Nebraska and, or better yet, line up five people who say they're from Nebraska and pick the one that looks like who you think is from Nebraska. That's Cam Jurgens. Yeah, straight out of Central Casting. Oh yeah, I think big that's time. the cliche people like to use. Yeah, <laughs> I, he just he looks like a Cornhusker. If a Cornhusker, and he probably just smells like chicken. And supposedly he owns his own beef jerky uh, company. Yes, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. And his uh, his mom and dad do all the packaging and shipping. Oh, that's Jurgen's no, Turkey, something like that. Uh, that's a solid name. Yeah, uh, I will say as a in my pre one of my previous jobs, uh, I did visit Cornhusker Country quite often, and it did smell like barbecue chicken every Saturday morning in around the stadium. It was unmistakable. Now, is that a good smell or a bad smell? It's a very good smell, actually. Although it's an odd smell to smell at eight a.m., but <laughs> it's it's okay. It's it's a you know, barbecue chicken at 8 a.m. is actually okay, um, and it did make if, me hungry. I don't know if I could have chicken for breakfast and also eggs, right? I'd be kind of like, geez, we're eating every part of the chicken here. No, it's, you know, you can put mixed chicken, you know, like if you have like a, a chicken scramble or, you know, you got to get your protein somehow, aside from just eggs, got to mix it up. Chicken taco with eggs, like a chicken... No, I was just saying, like, the eggs come from the chicken and then having the chicken. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of weird, I guess. I didn't go that Because then, when they put put it down on the plate and you go to eat, you can say, what should I eat first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, my God. That's a a (laughs) tremendous dad joke right there. Well, you walked right into it. Yeah, um, I certainly did. But, <laughs> but back to offensive line talk. Enough about uh, chickens and eggs and breakfast foods. Um, they got better. You know, the offensive line, I think it, I've heard time and again this past week from everyone, from Chris Sims to, uh, you know, everyone on WIP to Dan Patrick, top three offensive lines in the uh, NFL, elite, uh, you know, offensive line in the NFL, um, 
you know, every kind of media praise you can kind of think of the O-line is getting. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, Mylana has another year. You know, he did really well last year. Um, you know, another year under his belt. Um, yep. uh, you know, Lane Johnson was out part of last year, you know, with that whole everything that was going on with him. Obviously, yep. you know, that that will repeat hopefully this year. Yeah. Um, you know, and even, you know, Kelsey. Um you know, Kelsey is going to be ready, you know, for the first game. And, you know, now that we have a replacement for him, even if he goes, goes down or, you know, whatever happens, you know, uh, we have, you know, Jurgens. So, um, you know, I think we're in a pretty good place as far as um, the line. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing uh, domination, you know, that the line, especially in the uh, run uh, space, um, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, the Eagles led the league in uh, rushing last year, um, yeah. and they've got you know Landon Dickerson and Sayamalu. You know, those are probably going to be the two starters. And you know, once again, Dickerson, um, another Alabama guy. Right? Yep, yep. And, yeah, he was uh, their uh, center last year, or year, or their their center two years ago. Right. Uh, so. Right, and he slid over, and you know, I think that's, uh, you know, I've read some stuff about where Dickerson and Mylotta, you know, have been spending a lot of time together. You know, they line up right next to each other. Um, yeah. So you know, I think that's uh, two some that will uh, do well for years to come. Yeah, I was gonna kind of pick up on that point too, because between those guys, Cam Jurgens probably coming online after Kelsey departs, maybe after this year or next year. Uh, is still relatively young. You know, Lane's probably the only, uh, older guy. I think he's one in year 10-ish, 11? 10, yep, 10. 10. Um, you know, there's no kind of clear, uh, understudy for, for Lane at this point, you know, like you have with Cam Jurgens and Okay. Um, you know, we have two first-round draft picks next year. So, um... Well, we do have Andre Dillard. Uh, like I said, there's no clear, uh, you know, understudy for Lane Johnson. So. Right. right. Um, but, yeah, it, yeah, I think overall it sounds like we're both pretty confident in these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the offensive line, you know, especially when, you know, we still have Stoutman there. You know, he's yeah. by yeah. far the best yeah. O-line coach in the, in the league. So. He's the one that if if – if he were to leave, that would probably be the hole that we would not notice, but we would certainly feel as the, as the season goes on. Right? Like, why aren't they playing the way they usually play? If Stoutland's gone, I could, you could probably, in some fashion or another, point back to Stoutland's departure if and when well, he leaves. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's leaving this season, is he? We're not. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like next oh, year, year after. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, I'm pretty confident uh, with yep. uh, you know up front on yep. the O line. Yep. Uh, should we move on to uh, the wide receiver receiver core? Yes, sir. Um, Supposedly there was some movement in this uh, team last year. That uh, last year the starting uh, receivers were uh, Devonte, who we've heard of, Jalen Rager, who we've heard of, Who's Wes that? Watkins. 
<laughs> and the backups are Sega Whiteside and Greg Ward. So the the team, uh, the core has taken a little different uh, look this year, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, with the, right now we only have four receivers as of, you know, the present time. A.J. Brown, Pascal, Devontae Smith, and Quez Watkins. Um, you know, she's, I mean, you know, I'm on the Philadelphia Eagles site, and they all already have Raider <laughs> gone off the roster. Oh, so yeah. they, they, it doesn't take long. <laughs> they've been waiting uh, to press delete on that for a while. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they probably, yeah. So, you know, we'll probably pick up. You know, I imagine we have to go with, you know, we have to have five receivers. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who they uh, who they pick up there. Uh, small, you know, that's a small bit of breaking news for a second. There is footage now online of uh, your Jason Kelsey in pads practicing. Oh, how about yeah, that? yeah. So, how about that? Uh, you know, hopefully it is. It was indeed just uh, some minor surgery to clean up his elbow. So. <laughs> My, you know, my elbows need need cleaned up also. Uh, yeah, tons of yeah. My elbows are uh, looking awfully dirty. Right. Um, back to wide receivers. Sorry about back that. Back to wide receivers. Yeah. So this you know definitely should be an upgrade uh, this year. Um, AJ Brown obviously a big pickup in the off season. Devontae Smith, I think you know that leap going from year one to year two. Um, Quez Watkins, I've heard that he's gotten better. You know, this is his third. Uh, he's been in the league now three years. This will be his fourth. Yep. And Zach Paschal, you know, uh, he's made a couple of catches in preseason, but, you know, he seems to be um, Sirianni's guy. Yep. Right? So, um, you know, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Jalen Rager uh, was dealt to the uh, Minnesota Vikings earlier today. For a couple of draft picks, um, so I wish we all wish him luck. Bon voyage. Don't let the door. Yada yada yada. Uh, it wasn't his fault. He was picked ahead of Justin Jefferson, but alas. In uh, our sake, yeah, He's alas, gone. he is gone. Uh, our Sega Whiteside was also traded to the Seattle Seahawks and promptly cut this past week. So good on Howie for. Um, Getting a draft pick for what appears to be uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to digress here for a second and talk about Howie because, you know, we basically, Howie, and this is where I have a lot of respect for Howie, right? He took uh, our single white side and Rager, right? Mm -hmm. And the Eagles 2023 fifth round pick. And the Eagles' 2024 six-round pick, and he dealt. That was basically what he gave up, and what he got back was Chauncey Gardner-Thompson, the Titans' 2024 six-round pick, Minnesota's 2023 seventh-round pick, Minnesota's 2024 fourth or fifth-round pick, New Orleans' seventh-round pick. Um, so he basically dealt two players. And two picks and got a starter who was an all rookie and uh, four picks. Uh, yeah. And, you know, our second white side was going to get cut, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think people have wanted him to get cut um, yeah. for years. I mean, the big question over the past 24 hours here in Philadelphia has been how did Rager make this team? Yeah. Um, so, you know, basically, how he took. 
Um, these two guys who should have been cut, you know, were at the bottom of the roster and took two, a fifth round and a sixth round pick and got four picks and, you know, filled our safety hole, which is that one area that everyone's been talking about. Yeah, it was just that we need city. To, yep. you know, that we need to uh, fill. So, yep. um, you know, that's where, you know, that's one of those things why people, you know, general managers in the league do not pick up, um, which one calls, um, Howie's calls. Yeah. So here's a little kind of uh, some more Howie praise for you. Um, the Eagles uh, got more for Jalen Rager than the Dallas Cowboys got for Amari Cooper. That's pretty good. Yeah. So the yeah, like you said, the four and a seven, and then uh, the Cowboys got a fifth and a pick swap for six. Um, how about this? The twenty twenty draft, Rager was number one, Jalen Hurts was number two, and Davion Taylor was number three, the third round pick. So the first and the third round pick from twenty twenty are both gone. Yeah. <laughs> well. So. You want to look at just sadness? Go look at the uh, the Raiders picks during the um, uh, May. Speaking of Philadelphia, the Mayock, um, uh, what's his face, Chucky, who's the 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 old uh, yeah yeah their draft picks. What a train wreck those guys were. Yeah, between um, uh. It was a guy who went online and basically threatened to kill someone, and then they cut oh, him the yeah. next day. Henry Ruggs, Leatherwood. Uh, I mean, just unfortunate. But Right, right. Yeah, they didn't do uh, much background. Yeah, no. Yeah, character matters. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, no, I think uh, the wide receivers are, you know, we're looking pretty good. A.J. Brown, pretty good ad, rumor has it. So... Yeah, and the wide receivers we have on the practice squad are Britton Covey, who, you know, the guy's 5'8", right? Yep. So um, I don't know if he's going to be promoted. You know, if they do promote somebody off the um, practice squad, Britton Covey for wide receiver would be him, Deion Kane, or Devin Allen. But I don't. I think Devin Allen's kind of like a project. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's like the Mylotta of, uh, right. of uh, wide receivers. Right. I got to think it's probably, not to get ahead of ourselves, someone like Covey who has punt return, kick return experience because with Reger out, you need someone back there who's, who's kind of really done it before. Yeah, and I mean, that's a good point. I, like, in looking through the roster, um, I don't see anybody to um, do punt returns. Yeah. And Which, that's... That- hey... I mean, if someone offered me to do punt returns in the NFL, I would definitely turn them down. So, uh, yeah, no, no way. Either that or uh, be like, I don't think you can. You can't do this anymore. I think it's illegal in the NFL. But be, but do the the wedge. Remember the wedge in right. uh, in kick returns, right. right? Which I mean, you were just a glorified hitting dummy for someone like running full speed down the hill. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, that was just <laughs> that was not an assignment anyone wanted. No, no. Um, but but that's a you know going back to like confidence. But that's definitely the the sign that like local media is confident about the Eagles. I think I forget who it was today on the radio. They were piping on for 
a good 30 minutes about like kick returners and special teams and things like that. And it's like, okay, if that's what you guys are kind of like concerned about, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If, you, if that's the one thing you're kind of bitching and moaning about, like, eh, I think, you know, that supports the notion that we're, we're, we got a pretty good roster on paper right now. Right. So I think we're in agreement. Uh, substantial yeah. upgrade there. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to a uh, running back? Yes. Running back. What do you think, John? Uh, looks Everything looks kind of familiar. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders, Gainwell, Boston Scott. In semi-related news, Miles Sanders was not seen on the practice field today. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that is the one thing about Sanders. You know, he is explosive, um, but he, except for his rookie year, he has not played a full season since. Nope. Um, And, you know, they only have three uh, running backs right now on the active roster, and they've got Kennedy Brooks, who I was not impressed with in the preseason. Yeah, and uh, I think that's it on the uh, practice squad as far as running backs. Um, so yeah, I you know I don't know if they're planning on getting you know a big back or you know picking somebody up uh, that way because all these guys are you know Miles Sanders is injury prone. Uh, yep. Kenny Gainwell is more of a receiver out yep. of. Uh, out of the backfield, give me your backfield. wheel routes and things like that. Yeah, and, and Boston Scott could do both, but um, you know, you're basically saying Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are you your know, running back runners. So. I, I got to think, you know, kind of what like Howie said in his his press conference uh, last night about you know once the final fifty three were announced, you know, everything's fluid. We're looking at always kind of upgrading. I got to think they're looking hard at finding some more, you know, running backs. I mean, it just doesn't seem like between a, yeah, injury prone Sanders and then Gainwell and Scott, it's, you just don't have, you need that kind of, you know, to go back to the Super Bowl year, you need that kind of Jay Jai or a, uh, Jordan Howard. Yeah. Some, you know, someone like that to kind of, although Jordan Howard got injured, you know, was injury prone too. And that's why, you know, he's pretty much done. Um, right. But you just need you need someone else. I mean, at this point, it's like you just need a good, decent back, right? With that offensive line that's in front of you. Uh, speaking of us playing football, eh, I could probably get about you know a yard or two if I were carrying that ball. Well, I think it's also right. I mean, if the Eagles are going to be as good as what we think they're going to be, you know, I think they need somebody to just basically grind out yards in the second half or the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's going to get them, you know, uh, first down. You know, if you're up by 14, you just want to grind the clock out in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, they need somebody who just, you know, up the middle. up the That's middle, what Jordan Howard was great for, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Down that ball. And, I, you know, these guys aren't necessarily, um, I don't see any of those guys doing that. I mean, yep. they can't. I mean, they can. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. So, I'd like to see them pick up somebody else. All right, should we move on to our next uh, item up for bid? Yes, sir. Let's uh, let's uh, yeah, let's move on to our special teams before we get to the obvious quarterback. Any uh, thoughts on special teams? Not any, nothing really jumps out at me. You know, kind of same same guys no. out there. Yeah, no. I mean, Elliot. I saw him kick. You know, he's Mister Consistent. Yeah. Um, and you know, the punter is the same. Um, you know, he had a couple shanks last year. You know. 
Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's you know it's got that cured up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but dad, dad's a big fan of the guy because he you know seems to get a lot of punch down in the uh, within the twenty yard line. So that appeals to our father. Yeah. Well, if it appeals to dad, uh, I guess it kind of appeals to me. I think he likes it when they say, oh, look, he, you know, downed it within the 20-yard uh, line, and that was just like the wedge, right? He like, I think he likes that golf. Oh, uh, no, he likes any kind of golf references to his... Uh... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about you? Yeah, you I, I'm, it's, you know, I'm content. Yeah. Not extremely confident, you know, when, you know, um... I think we're all right. It's not a Rick Lovato's back, thank God, our long snapper. So, you know, I think all our snaps should be on point this year. So Yes. Yeah. Uh, consistency. Yeah, exactly. Knock on wood. He's not a magician, uh, though, so, unfortunately. No. That's right. That's right. Quarterback, John? Quarterback. Uh, you know, year two of the, the great uh, Philadelphia experiment. Um, that is Jalen Hurts, so... Uh, I feel, you know, I feel good. I think, you know, I, and, and you know what kind of sold it for me, which I, I kind of, I more teetered, not on the, like, not sure to feeling better or good was, um, I'm a big fan of, of the Chris Sims, you know, kind of school of mechanics and throwing. And he, he believes the, uh, you know, kind of the, the motion that Hertz is showing is improved and he looks better and his throwing motion is solid. And so, yeah. uh, I think that's, that's a good sign, um, that he just seems more stable in terms of motion and mechanics and, and, uh, and all that. So, uh, lop yeah, on top of that, you know, another year in the same, 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 uh, offense, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where I am uh, also is, you know, he, it's a second year in the system, right? Um, he, you know, everyone talks about his hard work and, you know, all that. Well, hopefully, you know, over, you know, the off season and the summer that, you know, he's put a lot of the work in. Um, you know, the one thing that, I, you know, I thought about is, you know, going from last year to this year, um, you know, and I think we saw this with Chip is, you know, from his year one to year two, a lot of the uh, teams, you know, under better understood the scheme the second year. And this is kind of, you know, about the quarterback, a lot about the quarterback, but also about, you know, the scheme, right? Yep. And I just really wonder how much other teams have, you know, looked at tendencies or, you know, where he's susceptible or, you know, will... Yep. The offensive coordinator and uh, Sirianni put him in a position and come up with new things added yep. on from last year, as opposed to just doing the same thing as last year. I but sure we'll, hope so. Yeah, yep. will uh, put him in a better position. And then also, you know, my one thing uh, with Hertz is, you know, and I think this is with any quarterback, um, you know, just don't get hurt. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, I would never say that to the guy, right? But, you know, there's all kinds of freak stuff that can happen. A guy falls on his knee or on his follow-through when he's throwing, he hits uh, somebody's helmet and breaks his hand. And, you know, there's all kinds of freaky stuff that can happen or, you know. Um, and, you know, that's the one 
and this is more NFL in general, that that's the one position that there's usually a big drop-off between first-string quarterback and second. Yeah. And with Gardner Minshew or Ian Book running things, uh, not nearly as confident as to what this uh, team could do. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the last time uh, Hertz had back-to-back seasons in the same offense was 2017-2018. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, and that second season, uh, 2018, was the highest completion percentage he had uh, in his career in college. Yeah. So. Look at you with the research. Yeah, well, well, he had a. It was a much smaller sample size, but you know, um, <laughs> there's enough to kind of prove that uh, you know there was you know some improvement. Hopefully, fingers crossed. We'll see. Right. I was also glad to see that they picked somebody else up um, besides just banking on Gardner Minshew. I mean, yeah. He, you know, he's been able to win uh, when he's been called on, and you know, but. There seems to be a lot of scrambling around and mock, what I like to call moxie plays, right? Yeah. Where they're, yeah. Uh, you know, he's making something out of nothing. And, you know, that's not, I think, a long term solution that you want to have to count on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and John, we are a quarterback factory. So. Of course. And that's why uh, we picked up Ian Book from Notre Dame. Uh, that's why we have Gardner Minshew, Jalen Hurts, and Ian Book on the active roster. Yep. And we have Reed Sinet on the practice squad. Yep. Yep. We have four quarterbacks because we are a quarterback factory. Yep. Uh, yeah, Ian Book was taken last year, a uh, fourth-round pick from uh, our friends over at New Orleans. So, um, Yeah, I saw him play at Notre Dame. He was, you know, a pretty competent, good arm, athletic um, you know, guy. So, he, John, he has potential. Oh, we like potential in, the, uh, uh, in our quarterbacks. So, according to the uh, Eagles website right now, he'll be re- wearing the number dash right now. Oh, that's a popular number, especially for uh, for new guys. <laughs> well, John, they're starting to run out of numbers. So, dash, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, it looked like book from everything I can gather, he started. He basically started two seasons at Notre Dame, so uh, he wasn't one of those kind of like one season and done sort of guys. He definitely uh, got his reps in. Yeah, uh, no, Notre he's, Dame. yeah, he's definitely competent. I want to say that I saw him in the was it the playoff game that Notre Dame played in, and he was definitely you know he's definitely like a stud. Right? Yeah, I mean, and you don't know until he gets to the NFL and you know his capacity to learn and put it all together and all that. But well, he did um, pass uh, Ron Paulus and Brady Quinn for most wins as a Notre Dame quarterback. Who one of those guys barely made it into the NFL, and Brady Quinn was, uh, I think you can sufficiently say, it was a crash and burn. I think Ron Paulus kind of hung around as the third quarterback or second quarterback here in a clipboard for a while. Back yeah. when they used clipboards, yeah. Now they use those fancy, dancy uh, official game pads of the NFL, those Microsoft tablets. So. Yes, which I've seen take some abuse. Yeah, courtesy of uh, <laughs> Mr. Brady, I think is. Who yes, was. a, a yeah. number of people I've seen uh, yeah. throw them on the, on the ground. Yeah. So. Which, you know, you got to think, like, Microsoft probably loves that. You know, it's that's, like, just great, like, you know. Yeah. 
Anything you can to get the name out there and see it and people using it. And... Right. Right. I think there at one point one of the coaches complained that the that one of their which one calls was not working and there's an edict that came out from the NFL head office of like, like, hey guys, don't complain about one of our sponsors' products. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that doesn't show very well. Right? Yeah. Now I'm sure the marketing director at Microsoft loves it when you spike it on the ground because it's just more footage that gets around and people are aware. Right. But don't, uh, yeah, don't shit on the OS or some, you know, functionally something like that. Right. Feel free it's, to spike them all you want, but yeah, don't, yeah. It's uh, better than Rich Kotite's, uh call sheet that uh, you know got wet and they couldn't call plays for. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. Oh, Back in the day. Of course, uh, ironically, it was probably like NFL software that was working like crap and had nothing to do with the uh, uh, the tablet at all. So right. Well, it was probably um, you know Bill Belichick and jamming the oh uh, yeah the Wi Fi or something. Yeah, he he called like uh, uh, the Pentagon and say, "Hey, can you configure these satellites around the stadium on this day and like point them at this sideline?" Like, yeah, yeah. sure, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Can you jam the transmissions for the other team's tablets? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, we can do that. We're the, uh, we're the Pentagon. You can do anything you want. All right. Uh, let's let's move on, John. Yeah. Because that, uh, we're... That's we're, our Philadelphia Eagles for 2022. So, yeah. We're excited. We are, we are excited. John, three games that you're looking forward to. What are the three games you're looking forward the to? The three this year? games... I'm looking forward to one of them just painfully obvious is against your Detroit Lions on Sunday, September 11th. <laughs> and that's obviously, you know, roll out all the toys, check out, you know, let's see this new flashbang, you know, offense. Let's see all these new studs we got on defense. Uh, I, I'm very excited just generally just to watch this team play and make yeah. sure that they're just a team. And not a bunch of indiv- you know talented individuals, right? Right. Uh, yeah. A second game would be. Um, I was going to go to the first game against Dallas on October sixteenth. I'm very curious what Dallas is going to look like this year. Yeah. Well, um, it's always good to play Dallas towards the end of the season because they yep. are always big talkers in the first part of the season and fade. As the season goes on. Well, that, that's a good uh, uh, segue into my third game, which actually is the second game versus Dallas. Uh, the <laughs> third to last game, um, which at that point, yes, if everything kind of goes according to plan, Dallas should be a hot mess and the Eagles should basically be, you know, um, well over uh, 10, you know, probably uh, 10 wins at that point. Right. Right. Yeah, they're, you know, not to digress, but I think they're going to be in a world of hurt this year, that yep. team in central Texas. Yeah. Um, that I inadvertently mentioned their name. Right. Apologies. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm uh, looking Three games for you, Rick? What are you looking yeah, forward to? Yeah, Dallas away, right? Yep. Um, the Titans, I think that should be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, I have two for my number three, depending on how the season turns out, the Packers or the Saints. Oh, good, yeah. I think the Packers, you know, it's always a good game when you're playing Aaron Rodgers, even when he's not on mushrooms. Yep. 
Um, yeah. And then the Saints, you know, they're kind of, uh, a t- although we took one of their starters this year. Um, and also, not to digress too far, but if you remember, we have the Saint, one of the Saints picks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, next, yeah, yeah, it's one of their, their first round pick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. all the better for us to take one of their starters off their team with hopes that... <laughs> Yeah, that, makes that they worse, and we yeah. get a better pick, right? The other team scores a lot of points, and thus beats the beats the Saints. Yeah, so at that time, I think it's a next to last game. So I think at that point, you know, if the Saints are worth their salt at all, you know, they will have put everything together uh, yep. by then. So, right, John, three things that scare game, you. Yep, three things that scare me. The first one is it is it's going to sound a little familiar. That first game against Detroit, <laughs> which makes it, that's why it's the most exciting game, because are we going to turn that game on and it's going to be a shit show? I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of new faces that are on that Eagles team we just talked about. Well, John, I, you know, under the Lions subject, I did some research on this, so I'm going to allay your fears uh, okay. once we get to that. So um, what's number two on your list? Uh, is Mr. Jalen Hurts. Is yeah. he the, you know, is he the real deal? Is he, you know, does he, is it, are his mechanics truly fixed? Does he know the playbook? Is the playbook evolved? Has he evolved with the playbook? Or does the NFL have a playbook on him and they know exactly how to beat him? Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Your number three. Number three. That scare you about the Eagles upcoming is, season. Is, this is going to sound... Uh, kind of ridiculous, but you know we kind of know how this goes. I hearken back to was it eighty seven when Randall Cunningham got injured in like the second or third game of the year, yeah, and just put a zinger in the year. Is AJ Brown getting hurt early somehow in the season? I think there's so much energy and excitement locked up in him. If he goes down for whatever reason in those first like four or five games, and he's he. Knee injury, ankle, you know, whatever, you know, that ever popular, you know, kind of fractured bone in your toe. Or sports hernia. Sports hernia, abdominal, yeah, abdominal tear. List Frank. Yeah, 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 thank you. That's exactly what, yeah. That's the kind of stuff I'm like, those freakish, uh, uh, you know, not soft tissue injuries, but like those kind of bone tendon injuries to someone who Philadelphia is so excited for that could, you know, Philadelphia bounce back from losing a guy like that. Not just from like a skill standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint. I think we have so much wrapped up in him that uh, I'm just waiting for this high to come crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Rick, three things that scare you this year going into the uh, Three things that scare me about uh, the Eagles season. Uh, one, I think I alluded to this earlier, was running backs, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of like what I said. Um, you know, our star running back, um, you know, has a tendency to get hurt and hasn't played yep. a full season uh, over yep. the past three seasons. Um, and, you know, who else? Boston Scott, you know, he'll kill the uh, Giants. He'll, the yeah, Giants. he'll play well, well for those two games against the Giants. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Evan, the Giants fan. How are you doing? Yeah. Um, Where are you, Evan? Come come on back to us. We miss you. Yeah. And, um, 
So, you know, who else is going to be in there? You know, inevitably running backs are going to get hurt, right? Yep. They're the one, the one who probably takes the most hits um, yep. on a football team. And so they're, you know, somebody's going to get hurt at some point. Um, so you have to have, you know, a, you know, people uh, ready to go in there. So um, that's what scares me. Um, secondly, I kind of alluded to this earlier also, is has the NFL, you know, kind of schemed us uh, on the offensive side and also the defensive side? Um, you know, this is what these these guys do, these opposing coaches, uh, especially in our uh, division, you know, because we play them twice uh, or in our, uh, yeah, in our division. Um, and, you know, have they, have we been able to add things? Have we, can we change it up? Can we, um, you know, that's uh, something that scares me, concerns me, you know, have they figured us out? And can we be creative enough to, um, you know, change just enough? Um, and then, my number three is, you know, we've got a bunch of new pieces, which is great, but, yep. you know, will they all mesh, right? Yeah. Uh, offense and defense side of the ball. You know, the secondary, we've got a bunch of new guys, right? Yep. Um, we've got a bunch of, you know, receivers, right? Um, new receivers. We've got, uh, you know, Brown. We've got uh, uh, Pascal. Um, and then, obviously, if we bring someone else new in, that'll be someone else new. So, you know, getting that timing down and everything there is, I think, important. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are my top three things. Yeah, I say it's, it's kind of the whole adage. The great news, the Eagles have lots of new players. The bad news, arguably, the Eagles have lots of new players. <laughs> so. Jeez. Yeah. That sounds a little cynical to me. Uh, it's it's very cynical. All right, John, on to the Lions. Let's talk about the first game. I've got a lot of stuff here, which I am going to put your mind at ease over All right, for uh, the next uh, yeah. uh, almost two weeks. You ready? Yeah, please. Let's let's uh, let, give me some Lions knowledge. Yes. So you know, as John, as you know, and for all of our listening audience out there who don't know. Uh, I am a huge Villanova basketball fan, and Jay Wright has introduced this whole uh, thing as far as culture, right? He's big mm -hmm. on culture, and I think there's a lot to that, right? Yes. Um, you know, and I look at the Eagles, um, you know, they have turned over a lot on the roster, but they still have the Lane Johnsons, the um, Fletcher Coxes, the Jason Kelseys, who, you know, have won a Super Bowl, who know what they have to do in order to win are, you know, kind of those leaders, you know, yep. we've had success in the past years. We made the playoffs last, last year. I think that accounts for a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the lions as you know, don't know too much about them because uh, they had a new coach last year. This is his second season. So, and obviously it's the first game of year. So you're trying to extrapolate a lot of stuff here, but when I talk about culture, you know, let me run a couple of things uh, by you here. The Detroit Lions have finished in last place each of the past four years in their division. Mm -hmm. In their last 14 preseason games, they are 2-12. and 12. In their, their last playoff game was in 2016, six years ago. Mm. Did they win? Uh, they did not. 
Yeah. Uh, because they've only won one playoff game since 1963. And Ouch. in that span, they are 1-9 in the playoffs. And the last time they won a playoff game was 1991. We're talking 31 years ago. That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. So the past two years, they have a combined record of 8-24-1. and one. And over the to be a Lions fan, can you, ma- can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, do they hand out Prozac at the door? When you uh, they in? must. Yeah, they, they must like lead the league in like beer sales or something. I right, just, right. Exactly. I don't know how you tolerate that. Uh, the last ten years, they're sixty-four, ninety-five, and two, which basically works out to be an average of uh, six and ten each year. Mm. Um, so not very good. Um, so then also, you know, I try to look at, okay, how can I predict how they're going to fare in the first game of the season? You know, I don't think, you know, with everything that's going on in preseason, you know, there's all different kinds of players shuttling in and out. That's hard to extrapolate there. So I looked at their game last year. Mm -hmm. They played, uh, San Francisco in Detroit and they lost 41 to 33, but that really didn't tell the story of the game. Um, San Francisco scored the first touchdown. The Lions then scored a touchdown. San Francisco scored a touchdown. The Lions had a field goal. So it was 14 to 10. And then San Francisco scored 24 straight points. So it was basically 38 to 10. And then um, it ended up being 41 to 33 because basically the Lions scored you know, two touchdowns and had two garbage time. Yeah. in garbage time. So really, I mean, the score was 41 to 17 and they scored 16, you know, two touchdowns and two, two pointers. And that's probably why they drafted Aiden Hutchinson with the first pick. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And so that leads me to something else, right? So their defensive coordinator is Aaron Glenn. He's a defensive back. Was he a defensive? Yeah. He was a defensive back. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Uh, this is his second year's defensive coordinator. And last year, they gave up the most points in the NFL, 467 or 27.5 a game. Um, I don't know how you're the defensive coordinator and you give up the most points and you still have a job, right? But be that as it may. Yeah. Uh, PFF um, ranked them as the worst defense in the league also ranked them the worst in tackling and oh. the second second worst in pass defense right now so that's the defense right the offense um, their offensive coordinator uh, in 2019 he was hired by the Lions as the quality control coach mm. in 2020 he was a tight end coach in 2021 he was a tight end coach and passing game coordinator. And now he's a coordinator, right? So here, he's the offensive coordinator. So never been an offensive coordinator before. Um, I so, like it. You know. Um, and then you look at, you know, I've been watching Hard Knocks and this, uh, their head coaches, you know, at first I liked them, but I, I've kind of soured on them. You know, he's kind of a, kind of a meathead. Um, he, and, of course, he played for the Cowboys when he was a player. So... That's one strike against him. But um, he was at, he coached in Miami in 2015. They were six and 10. 
Um, the, then he went on to New Orleans, and he was the tight ends coach uh, for five years. And tight ends there averaged 25 catches a year. So I don't think he was necessarily a very good coach. Now, part of that is probably scheme, but, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think he's a very good coach. And, you know, last year they were 3-13-1, and, and they yeah. lost 10 straight games to start out uh, the season. So, you know, you put all that stuff together and, you know, and then also no Lions coach has ever gone after being Lions coach has ever gone to be a head coach after, after hmm. Detroit. So it's just a losing um, franchise. And I look at all this stuff. The Eagles are a four point favorite. I don't know how. How is. only four points. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I looked at the spread last year when San Francisco played them was eight and a half. Um, and they only, and they, you know, won by eight points. But, you know, a lot of that was the 16 points in garbage time, right? But anyhow, a four, yeah, four points over under is 48.5. So, you know, and this is kind of my theme for the Eagles, you know. The, they just need to go out there, and this is kind of, you know, also for their first six games because their schedule isn't that great, but they just need to go out there and step on their necks and just, yeah. you know, I'd like to see it be 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Well, you know whose neck they need to step on? Who's that? One, Jared Goff. Yes. Because you know who their backup quarterback is? Nate Sudfeld. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed win. Right. Sorry, right. Nate. I know you were with uh, the Eagles for a long time, but you are not very good. Right, right. And the two, yeah, the two guys that they had in camp as backup quarterbacks, they cut both of them, and they were not very good. Um, so That's yeah, scary. I just it, they, uh, you know, I just don't think they have their stuff together. You know, no. they, everything mm. points to I, I don't see any catalyst here that. That they're better, you know. I think on paper the Eagles are a better team, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. Like they have to go out and execute. Yeah. And if they do, uh, they should blow these guys out. And yeah. I think that's they kind of the theme with the Eagles is they're a good team, and the longer you let bad teams hang around and hang yeah. around and hang around, you know, you're playing with fire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they got to. Uh... They just got to unload on these guys. I mean, just, yeah, please. Yeah. So I think, you know, after the, if they don't have a good year this year, the Lions, uh, they may rename them the, the Detroit Kittens. The Kittens? The Kitties? The Kittens. The Kitties. Yeah. So yeah. that is my scattering report on the Lions, John. Do you feel better now? I do feel better. I just my only scouting report was you know you took the words out of my mouth. Step on Jared Goff's neck, and then you, the game's over. Yeah, I mean he is you know he's a good quarterback. I won't put him. Yep. I won't say he's an elite quarterback, but yeah, there's definitely a huge drop off from him to um, you know second string. You know, yeah, we we and, actually met uh, Jared Goff years ago when he was uh, on the verge of getting drafted. He came by our mocap studio because he uh, he's a fan of the game, and they got him in the door. And because he just lives like 
20 miles, or he lived, I should say, at the time, like 20 miles down the street. So, he, Yeah, that's right. I think he's, uh, I want to say he's Marin, like a Marin, Marin Catholic guy. Yep, yep, Marin Catholic, yeah. 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 So. So. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, that's, uh, that's what we got to do. We can't go in there conceited and, you know. So no, no, we got to show up. They got to, they, you know, they got to have that. We got something to prove mentality. And I, this is the one thing I was going to kind of end tonight on is I do think all these moves this past year or this past off season, not year is really a direct response to them just getting throttled by the Buccaneers. I think they're, they're building a team that can not beat the Cowboys, not beat the giants, not beat the commanders, but a team that can beat. The Rams, a team that can beat uh, the Buccaneers, a team that can beat, you know, the top flight teams. I, I think if I'm really reading between the lines, they're they're building a team to go deep into the playoffs. Right. 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 They're not gonna say that, but you know, that's that's I think what Howie's doing. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, uh, definitely. I think that I think our experience at Tampa Bay uh, last year really Exposed us. Yep. A nice little wake-up call for uh, right. Nick and the boys. And, yeah, I think that's kind of thematically, you know, we were a good team last year. We made it into the playoffs. But, you know, I yep. think it was pretty evident after that Tampa Bay game. Yeah, That's basically what we did. We got to the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. And that's, that's about it, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. We showed up. The Eagles showed up at the playoffs, and that's pretty much uh, where it ended. Right. So. So. That's all, all right. I got, John. Yeah, well, that's uh, we did. Uh, we're at an hour fourteen right now, Rick. John, I think it's time to say, "Fly Eagles, fly." Yeah, I think uh, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be on every Wednesday from now until uh, the Super Bowl, because hopefully, that's uh, the Eagles will be playing in it. At least that's what some people think. But uh, every Wednesday, five thirty Pacific, eight thirty Eastern. Um, and we are the 19096 show. Uh, we dropped the name podcast. We are, we are now officially Rick a show. Oh, we are 19096 show. show. Yep. Wow. Yeah. We, yeah. Come on. We got theme music up front. We got, uh, audio drops. We got us. I mean, come on now. We're in the big time now. Yeah. Jeez. I'm so. very impressed with us. Yeah. Uh, the theme music is probably familiar to some folks over the age of 30, so hopefully they enjoy it. Yes. Should we play that music as we're going out? No, yeah, you will. i got to use it at the top. It's just, it just oh, gets okay. me too excited because if we start playing it, I want to go for another 20 minutes. All and right. I think, pay, I think we pay by the minute on call-in. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten a bill yet, but I don't think we can go any longer. All right. Until next week. Fly, fly Eagles, fly. fly. Go Birds. Go Birds.